I didn't. I didn't not know it could be toitened. Toit like a toyga. What? <laughs> Yahoo! Misa name Jaja Binks. My the most famous gungan in all of the Naboo. Used to listen to the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. It's the biggest bombad podcast in all of the galaxy. Mine thinks keep you so younglings away from it. This guy's no good. Just like in the prequels. I know it's unsorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be prepared. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from the parks to the movies to dining. We'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their booze. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by two guys that need to blow off more steam than Old Faithful, Tim. Uh, Episode 152, it feels like I haven't been here for like 12 episodes. That's a baker's dozen, as it were. Sort of Baker's Dozen was 11. No, Baker's Dozen is 13. A Baker's Dozen is however many donut holes they fit in that damn bag. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fitting donut holes in a bag, Adam. <laughs> Can't fit 11, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, it's just been a couple. It's been a, it's the Mondayest Monday I've had in a long time. <laughs> Grab yourself a blowtorch and fire up a smoked turkey and let's talk the grown-up side of Disney. Yes, it has it has definitely been a Monday. My Monday was fine. My Monday night's been a pain in yeah, the ass. Know, come to think of it, I had a really good day today at work. It was I, busy, but it was okay. And then it just went downhill after I got I had a decent day at work and at home. So my Monday was actually pretty cool for a change. Yeah, it, it was, no, it was a Monday. I mean, I had fun. I got to do a lot of cool stuff at the house, but damn it. Soon as uh soon as the the kids were paroled from school, um it just went all curly cues over here. T- tits up, I think they say. It went tits up. I think that is what they say. I'll take your word for it. Which I mean you'd think would be a good thing. You know, right. And worse would be tits down. Well, I guess when you think about it, tits up, like if, if you could like squish over to the side and like kind of flop on either flop side over. and like, you know. That's tits out. Okay, fair enough. Or so tits, tits ups are still in like a bra. So they're like perky and up. Right? But <laughs> is that tits down like belly up? Is, 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 I mean, that's probably what it means, <laughs> but no one likes to say the word belly anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And you know those British, they gotta they gotta make everything sound fancier. <laughs> yeah, they the do tits. with with with. Yep, yep. You're the tits. I'm sure we're all drinking. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, we are. Some more than others, I would bet. Uh, I'll lead off just to mix things up a little bit because of the the shit night I've had literally in just the last hour and ten minutes. 
Um, I decided I would bottle down something, and I'm finishing off my Ardbeg drum tonight. I've got two pours in the bottle, mm. and I'm almost done with the first one. Uh, thank you, Adam, for the gift. Yes. You're very welcome. But Tim was part of it, too. He didn't bring it to me. Fair. Well, la dee fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how you said your day and night was good? It's about to get bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I need no, some more yes, beer uh, first, though. Right. I, I appreciate it from the both of you. Um, if, if only I knew some spell to make all of my bottles never-ending. But unf- I, I'm not a conjurer of such dark arts. It's called billions of dollars. <laughs> or, or at the very least, uh, be, be, be a thousand error. There you go. Yes. I'm a, I'm a ten error. I think is what it is. We got two fives. Tim, what are you drinking? You mentioned a beer. Yes. So Saturday we went to a brewery in New Jersey called Jersey Girl Brewery. And we have I have a crowler of a beer de garde, which is a French pale ale. But their oh. version is called Bière de Garden State. It's Jersey. It's really good. It's not even actually a pale ale, it's more like an amber. See that. It's really dark. Yeah, that's that is darker. Uh, Thirty-two ounces of goodness. I'm pretty sure uh, your beer is substantially darker than my scotch. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, my scotch looks like the ice water left after you ice down an apple juice and then drank all the apple juice and your ice yeah. melted. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it 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 does taste like an ashtray. I love it. Adam. Okay. Well, I also have a beer. Oh, okay. From Jersey Girl Brewing, and it's called Suicide King. <laughs> oh! Well, it's a sour, It's but it's not super sour, so it's actually a balanced sour, which is the only way I can, can describe it. It's fruity, so it's a little... Uh, it's, not, it's not like that pucker sour. It's just... It's kind of like a sweet beer. It's almost like... Is, uh, it, a, is it a sweet tart? It's a sour Belgian triple. Yes. 9% alcohol. Cheers. <laughs> and it's only 32 I'm ounces. Get wrecked. Awesome. I haven't had a beer in a long time. I need to do that again one day. I hear they're good for you. <laughs> it can be. They're I went out go. there Saturday night with the Paganos. Yeah, it was a weird thing. We had a lot of fun. We had a whole charcuterie board in the in the brewery because for some weird reason New Jersey doesn't allow you to serve food in their breweries. Yes. So you actually, but they allow you to bring it in. So you like people were ordering pizza, but we had a plenty, a beautiful spread of charcuterie. And then we went for pizza afterwards. Yes. Hey. And they probably had more beer at the pizza joint. No, nope. because you can't have liquor at your pizza joint. You can't have alcohol at your pizza joint. I don't know if that was the case. I just don't think they had a license. Man, I thought my state was backwards. That's New Jersey. People's Republic of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that. Thanks a lot, Christy. Yeah, and that's everything I know about New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know who's the governor now, but it's not Christy anymore. Yeah, I was just no. going to say, didn't he, like, retire or, like, get kicked out oh, or I, some I, shit? He was forced to retire. <laughs> he lost the election, and then he was forced to retire. Bye, girl, bye. <laughs> because of Bridge Gate. See ya. Well, tonight we're not really talking about Jersey or 
really anything you'd find in Jersey. We are off to the woods, to the wilderness. We're going to do a bit of a resort review, which we haven't done uh, since the Grand Flow, I think. Was it the Grand Flow? That's the uh, it's the last one I can recall through the uh, the haze of alcohol that's been consumed weekly mm. since then. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're going to go where you guys recently got a chance to visit. Yes. And we're heading down, uh, we're, I guess it'd be up to the Pacific Northwest kind of thing, uh, looking at Wilderness Lodge. The uh, beautiful, beautiful resort, my favorite resort that I've ever walked into up there. And I haven't, I haven't seen um, Animal Kingdom Lodge yet. I think that may take it from Wilderness Lodge, but God, I, I just love the... I don't know. I'm from the south, so it looks like a big ass Bass Pro Shops to me, and I love it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> it much. Does, it does look like a big ass Bass Pro Shop. Yes, I just I like it. So, anyway, um, we're gonna cover most of it from uh, its its you know construction and opening, what you can do there, um, and how you can get your hands on some of the nicer rooms available there. So, Adam, won't you uh, won't you get us started? All right. So at the beginning. How far back do you want me to go? No, I didn't really go that far back because this hotel has been in some way, shape, or form talked about almost since Disney World was even imagined. And there's so many times where it's been changed and twisted and just not really what it ended up being. I kind of cut a lot of that history out because we would have literally could have had an episode just about the history of this resort. So, needless to say, Wilderness Lodge Resort opened on May 28th, 1994. It's allegedly one of Michael Eisner's favorite resorts. And one of the things that Michael Eisner actually brought to Disney was a little bit more out-of-the-box thinking. And it was part of actual Eisner's Disney decade. So, according to reports in August 1992 at the Wilderness Lodge groundbreaking, Michael Eisner said, In our architecture, Disney continues to produce the kind of groundbreaking entertainment that keeps the Disney name magical to people around the world. Our architecture is part of the show. I find that really cool because they're actually not using, in this situation, the architecture as an afterthought or functional. So, as some of you all know, everything has a story behind Disney, right? from attractions well Disney actually has a full blown wilderness large story and sometimes with resorts it kind of gets missed because the backstory is the architecture itself but in this situation Imagineers created a full blown story so at check in and when you used to stay there, when the resort was still kind of new, you would receive a commemorative newspaper called the Silver Creek Star. And this basically had stories about the resort's various guest services and about the history of the lodge and the exploits of Colonel Ezekiel Moreland and his daughter Genevieve, who had the nickname of Jenny, and her traveling companion, an Australian, an Austrian artist named Fred, Frederick Alonzo Gustav. Why? That's all of the, all of the alphabet right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even the Z. 
<laughs> yes, Ezekiel. So this um, this newspaper went on to explain how the Wilderness Resort came to be. And the Disney Imagineer tells the story of Colonel Ezekiel Moreland's solo adventures across the wilderness. And thanks to a, sub a substantial collection of beaver pelts and other valuable furs, he emerged from the frontier two years later as a very, very wealthy man. With the fortune he made in the fur trade, the colonel, along with his daughter Jenny, brought out a crew of men and had a small lodge built near the freshwater spring. Gustav also joined them on this grand adventure. Jenny would remain in Silver Creek Springs for the rest of her life. She established a preservation area in her father's honor. The Wilderness Lodge welcomed artists, scientists, and nature lovers of all kinds. Over the years, as the numbers of visitors grew, as the number of visitors grew, the lodge expanded, and they added rooms that grew around the spring, making it part of the Wilderness Lodge. So. High above the valley, Gustav set up his easel on a rocky ledge that provided the best views of the area and began to paint. Anybody see where this is going? So, no sooner had the brush touched the canvas than the ground began to tremble. Legend has it that the tremor subsided, and although Gustav thought it was over, the colonel knew better. The explosion of geyser was sudden and swift. Gustav survived the fall, and despite its obvious dangers, the ledge became his favorite place from which to paint. The ledge soon became a favorite of other artists, as well as such men as Albert Bierstadt and Thomas Moran, who soon flocked to the area in search of the perfect landscape. Years later, when the lodge was finished, a formal dining room was built on the exact location, and it was named... Artist Point. There you go. Now we also have the legend of the Fire Rock Geyser, and this was told to the colonel from an Indian elder running elk. Initially setting up came on the shores of the lake seemed like a good idea to the colonel, but as the winter set in, he quickly realized it was a really bad idea. Looking for a better location in Wath, driven by a common sense of desire to get one, he moved closer to these hot springs. An Indian hunting party who is trapped in the valley from excessive snow came to the hot springs as well for warmth. Moreland made friends in return and was told the tale of the area. The legend was that during especially bad winter, an Indian hunting party had been trapped in the valley by excessive snow. They built a fire and were forced to keep it burning continuously. After five days, the rock beneath them began to crack and tremble. There's a lot of earthquakes in this area, it seems. And the next day, the trembling became even greater as they placed another piece of wood on the fire. The earth opened up and a great pillar of hot steaming water erupted, launching, nearby, launching a nearby teepee high into the air like a skyrocket. The frightened group ran out of the valley, telling all they met to avoid the location because they had angered the earth with their wasteful use of continuous fire. Other tales of lore include the original cabin that Colonel Moreland used is now the Teton Boat and Bike Rental Building. The largest Silver Creek swimming pool was created when Georgie McGregor, a devious and unlucky prospector, told Jenny he was a cook. She offered him a room in the lodge, but he opted to set up camp by the lake. When she played a surprise visit to Georgie, she found she was using the cooking pans and he was using the cooking pans to pan for gold. Although Jenny hired another cook, Georgie stayed on doing odd jobs, including servicing breakfast to the guests, but still couldn't stay out of trouble. On a supply run to the trading post for cooking utensils and fishing gear, Georgie returned with two crates. He took one to the kitchen and, other, and the other he carted off to his cabin. Old Georgie was cooking up one less plan to uncover his fortune. The next morning, Old Georgie doggedly served breakfast and slipped away quietly to his cabin. The guests were still gathered around the table, discussing how much better the food tasted, when all of a sudden, guess what happened? 
Boom. You got it. It shook the very foundation of the lodge, knocking everybody to the floor. Where the stream once flowed gently over rocks was now a cavernous, smoldering hole deep in the earth. Or Georgie was nowhere in sight, and a box labeled dynamite stood under the tree. It was the last time old Georgie ever looked for gold or silver. And created the pool he blew into the ground serves as one of the fondest recreational pastimes of the lodge. I didn't know until I started researching this particular that there was this kind of story going on for this resort. That's a fucking screenplay. Yes. <laughs> that is I think that may be deeper than Harambe Village <laughs> at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, but this is the old Disney to me. That that's what I kind of liked about like when I researched this. This kind of like out of everything I researched, this was the my biggest takeaway from it. It is that has to be the this only kind of story. Resort that has a backstory. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pop Century does not. Yeah, I don't think it does. <laughs> I mean, think some does. of those the backstory is is kind of the theme, kind of sorta, you know, but like this is on a whole different level of backstory. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, that, that's a whole lot of writing, a whole lot of writing just to explain the name of your restaurant. Yeah, but it was yeah. awesome. I mean, this is the kind of thing I kind of miss a little bit. Yeah. Like, even when they did Typhoon Lagoon, that had an amazing backstory, and it linked to other areas. It linked to Pleasure Island and Merryweather Pleasure and all this other stuff. It's, it's just... Disney doesn't do this kind of thing anymore. And it, it, it's I kind of miss it. I mean, do you think maybe the reason why they don't do it much anymore is because people don't take the time to find it out? Like, you just found it out tonight, today, this week. Well, it was given to you, though, when you checked in. You would get the newspaper when you checked in, and it would, it would go into detail about all this stuff. Maybe. From, for me, as a kid, if you would have given me this newspaper and told me there was some sort of scavenger hunt included with this, you would have lost me for days. You wouldn't have had to put me in a park. <laughs> Tell me it's not true. No, yeah, no, definitely. That's, I mean, yeah, there's not much overhead for printing a story that's already written. Exactly. So... Now to the nitty-gritty nitty a little bit more. So, the architect on, architect on record for the Wilderness Lodge and the villas at Wilderness Lodge, now Boulder Ridge, was Urban Design Group. Peter H. Dominic Jr., founder of 4240 Architecture, was the design principal, and E. Randall Johnson and Ronald D. Armstrong were other principals. Now... Story goes that Peter H. Dominic Jr. had designed a hunting lodge in Colorado that was first published in an industry magic in, in an industry magazine. A senior staff member at Disney came across the article just when they were looking for potential architects for the lodge and invited Urban Design Group to submit. Sure enough, that's the guys who actually ends up getting the project. So a lot of research went into this resort. So it began with the architect taking a tour of national parks, including Yellowstone. Glacier and Yosemite. In addition to that, Peter Dominic and Randy Johnson drew actually a lot of inspiration from their childhood experiences growing up in the West. Their memories influenced the execution of the building's detailing, interactions with their surroundings. For example, Silver Creeks comes from Johnson's experience in coming up and living in Oregon and camping in Oregon. 
and just all this kind of fun stuff. Um, because of an excellent relationship between Disney, the Imagineers, and Contractor 4240 architecture, there were absolutely no construction delays for this project. Design went from 1989 through 1991. Groundbreaking occurred in 92, and the hotel was completed in 94. What other Disney project went that smoothly ever? I think a lot of it might have to do with, like you said, the planning. Like when they started actually for real planning it, that was five years. Mm-hmm. Before they broke ground on anything. Nowadays, it's like they announce it and it and it's 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 going, you know? There doesn't seem to have that window where they're yeah working through it. Um because we live in the now culture. And with all of the instantaneous social media, um, you announce it. People want details, you know, later that night on a blog post or from someone, you know, affiliated with Disney sharing it on Twitter or Mm -hmm. something like that. You can't just work on it behind closed doors for five years. Um, Everybody, we want to be teased but we don't want to be teased. You know, does that make sense? Well, we want to be teased, but we want to know enough to make an educated decision. Like, we don't want... This is what may be coming. Because when we do that kind of thing, it's left way too open to interpretation. We want the tease. We want to know almost exactly, but not quite. I can understand because, you know, Disney has a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver a few times when it comes to major projects. So especially around this time when this hotel was being built, when you think about how much Epcot was struggling to find its footing, it, it, it just, there was a lot more planned for Epcot that just never happened, a lot more countries that just never happened. So you can kind of see why they can, might have kept it a little more under wraps. Right. I mean, you know, when they've been kicking it around since the 60s what's five more years yeah seriously well it's so many iterations it's just ridiculous i i got so lost down to clark hill just trying to figure out where to begin this story so i I didn't know there was a fucking story oh there was a story (laughs) it was like multiple articles i was bouncing through so some interesting things that you can see in the lobby obviously the lobby pillars and the idea for bundled lobby pillars came from the railroad piers of the Great Columbia River and referenced the four corners of the earth in the Hopi storm weave pattern. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yep, Hopi. Okay. So now the actual material used in the lodge's poles is standing dead lodge pole pine from Montana, meaning no live trees were cut down. The carvings were added to depict different species living as the elevation changed up the poles. So they actually named the the poles. It, it, I don't think it, it's not real wood, but they etched in to make it look like real wood, obviously. But they named it dead pole, lodge pole pine, and they called it. And it's from Mentana. So wait, there's a story behind the I'm poles. I'm sure there is. I didn't dig that deep. <laughs> Because when you were saying that they were, it was all from dead wood, I was thinking that you were being serious. But... I don't think there's such a thing called dead lodgepole pine. Is there such I a thing know. called lodgepole pine? 
It's trees that have been felled through the uh, mountain pine beetle. Oh, pretty cool. So I guess it's really real wood. My bad. We did. We didn't. But now you do. And knowing is half the battle. Go, Joe. So now the lobby floor. The lobby floor is an interpretation of the Hopi storm pattern weaving. So lightning bolts extend out from the storm pattern and radiate out into the four corners of the earth. The weaving was reinterpreted into the wood floor. The wood, Brazilian cherry, white oak, bird's eye maple, and burl walnut wood was chosen for their natural colors. This, this whole building starts seeing, starting more and more to sound like a huge fire hazard to me. Yeah, so I thought the, I remember the lobby, main lobby being stone. No. Floor. No. If you go stone. up and you look down, you'll see the patterns on the floor. The picture that I saw of it is sort of like somebody looking down over it. I think the entryway, it might be framed in stone, but the actual floor itself is wood. Because remember one morning while we were walking to the race bus, they were, they were cleaning the floor and it was wet. And I remember like being slippery. Wood, polished wood is slippery. No, I, this was like, I remember being stone for some reason. I don't know. So, the lobby fireplace is a stone fireplace, which is the only element in the lobby that is fabricated. And it's supposed to depict the many layers of the Grand Canyon. Um, due to certain laws restricting removal of material from parks, the fireplace was constructed and sculpted in place by artisans using similar materials. <laughs> And allegedly, a paleontologist was actually hired to spend time in the Grand Canyon and document strata and fossils to help direct the construction. Man, I mean, they spent a lot of time and money yes. on shit nobody knows. Yes, pretty much. Mm -hmm. The TP chandeliers. So, you know, the four big chandeliers, they weigh about 600 pounds each. And they're actually made from rawhide. Each, oh, wow. Yep. Each of the TP shades are hand-painted with Native American symbols, painted on them in red and black, and they are framed with a bronze and steel ring of silhouetted buffaloes and Native American Indians and cowboys on horseback. Now, the totem poles. The, they are 55 foot, and they are on either side of the lobby, and as you enter, are known for the animals on top of each of them. One is the eagle totem pole, and that's the one closest to the registration desk. And the other one is the Raven Totem Pole, and that's near Whispering Canyon. Now, according to the Wilderness Lodge website, traditionally, Native Americans in the Northwest were able to trace their lineage back to either Raven Clan or Eagle Clan. And so these two have represented many of the tribes throughout the years. These were obviously commissioned by Disney's, and these Totem Poles were created by Dwayne Pasco, or Pasco, or have you say his name, who's actually not of the Pacific Northwest Indians, and he was actually raised in Alaska and Seattle. Now, that's very Northwest, though. It's super Northwest, but it kind of makes sense, because when we were in Alaska, they have a huge totem pole, like just pretty much farm. I don't know what else you would call it, and it's just... Everybody, there's a few people who would just buy them and put them in their property. Huh. And it, it there's actually a still pretty decent movement out there for totem poles. 
Um, the totem poles measure three feet wide at the top and five feet wide at the bottom, and each is constructed of two 27-foot sections spliced together. Um, the choice of the characters and their placement were choice of Disney. Okay. Yeah, so they kind of they kind of had a say into what they actually did with it. Um, the Silver Creek Spring source. And that's the hot spring located towards the back of the main lobby. And this spring flows from the lobby down outside through the courtyard into the swimming pool and down to Fire Rock Geyser and finally into Bay Lake. It is a triple A four diming winning resort. So that it, it's a one of the best resorts that you can stay at. And um, it's owned and operated wholly by Disney. And that's really all I have. <laughs> I mean, it was enough. It's, it's, it's plenty, I think. <laughs> it was definitely an earful. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, you know. That's stuff I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, from the story to the I dead missed. wood thing. I mean, any wood you use to build a house is dead, but I, I know where you're coming from. But it's, it's, it's sort of reclaimed, which is kind of cool, so they didn't really they cut chopped anything down any apart. Trees and... Yeah. There you go. Disney was big into the reclaimed wood scene before the reclaimed wood scene was a thing. Well, only if it was taken down by Beatles. Well, and, and I, I don't care somebody. what Paul and Ringo do in their, <laughs> in their free time. They're, they're overrated. I think it's also the only resort with its own soundtrack. Our only release soundtrack that I can think of. I mean, all the resorts have their own well, kind of... they have music. They have yeah. background music, but... I know the Grand Floridian is mostly just like all classical music. Well, and the Grand Floridian Orchestra has got several albums. True, if that counts. Yeah, but I mean, this one actually has a full released soundtrack. It, it, there's actual CD pressing for it. Okay, now what I have to throw in here um, is not nearly as glamorous as Adams, and I don't really have much in the way of a story because he covered all of it. Oh, no. Was I not supposed to go into no, that? No. No, I really don't have anything for a story. <laughs> this is great. I'm like, oh, fuck, I overdid it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. So like Adam had mentioned about Cookie uh, blowing up the hole and creating, you know, uh, the pool. First, I want, I want to talk into, or, or first I want to do is I'll talk about the pools that, that we have there up at the Wilderness Lodge. Um, the property has two pools. And instead of some resorts that have like a large main pool and a smaller, what they call a quiet pool, both of the pools here are kind of averagey sized. I wouldn't say one is really any bigger or smaller than the other. Um, but they do have what, what people call the main pool because it was the you know original pool and the oldest pool. And that one is what Adam had mentioned, Copper Creek Springs Pool. And uh, it's located just about in the middle of the resort at the, the bottom of the Copper Creek Falls. And it has a 67-foot-long, mild water slide that kind of cuts its way through um, a rock formation. You go through a tube and you come out, and then you next thing you know, you're two switchbacks and you're in the pool. Um, now, this, this pool does have several ladder entrances to get in and out. I don't think this one has like a zero entrance to it. Um, but there is several ways to get in, so um, 
like into the pool area, I guess. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so regardless of what side of the park you're staying on, you shouldn't have to walk all the way around it to get into um, the pool. And Adam had mentioned this, and what I thought was like the coolest thing when I was looking this up is that the the hot spring in the lobby does actually flow to the waterfalls and then down into a creek, and that does flow right into the pool. If you get to that far corner of the pool, you can go right to where the water's flowing over the rocks into the pool. That's just, that's really cool, I thought. Um, connects the outside, you know, to the inside, and I, I'm a sucker for a man-made creek stream thing. I don't know why, but hmm. I've always loved it. Now, also inside this uh, Copper Creek Springs pool area, you have their water play area for, for the kids. They got um, some small kid-sized slides. They're kids-only slides. And kind of a run-around slash play area with a large, you know, wooden bucket that tilts over and dumps water down on the kids when they play. And, you know, it's also fenced off and gated, so there won't be any escapees. You could... Uh, you know, let the kids enjoy themselves without being too um, too concerned about they're going to run off. And also, um, there are a pair of whirlpools or jacuzzis set up here. And they're set up at a higher elevation than the pool deck. So you have to walk up to them, but they give you uh, a really cool view. I think one of them uh, gives you a good view of the geyser. And the other one kind of uh, on the other side gives you a good view of the waterfalls so you can get either one um, I will say the I have seen the fire rock geyser in action it goes off but there's always people standing around it to see it yeah. <laughs> it's not hot no like you'd think it's supposed to be hot it's just not it's just not <laughs> uh, the second pool uh, which is the newest pool is called Boulder Ridge Cove and it's located near the the Boulder Ridge DVC area where the villas are and uh, while Copper Creek Springs had the natural flowing shape to it and the flowing water that goes into it um, Boulder Ridge Cove is just kind of really angular like if you look at it from the top down there's no well, there I, there's no curves to it it's just like you know arms and legs jutting out um i don't know it just it didn't look great from the top down but a lot of people say that it's one of the uh, better themed well not one of but like a better themed pool than what you have at copper creek uh the theming is reminiscent of an old mining company complete with rail cars uh before you get into the pool and a replica of old steam-powered crane um hoisting uh, it's hoisting a crate kind of above the water, yeah. I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not much in, in the way of water features in this area, um, but there are, not in the pool, but around it, you have uh, the ridge, which is the boulder ridge, and it kind of you know gives a separation point between the pool area and uh, the rest of the resort. But they do have small kind of uh, water falls and trickles and stuff that are located inside those uh, built into the stonework. So you, you still do get that decorative flair and, and kind of a nod to you are outdoors in the, the rustic wilderness. And this one doesn't feature really any fun activities. There's no slides. There's no play area. Uh, so because of that, it kind of tends to be 
the quiet pool almost um, to a lot of people because there's nothing for the kids to play on. It, it is simply just a big pool area. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of adults kind of like that. And I will say something I thought was interesting about this particular pool is the edges of it kind of taper into the water. So there's not like a a definite, you know, edge to the pool. The water flows over it and it goes into like these uh, these cracks that are built around it. So it gets siphoned back into the uh, yeah. to the water. So it it oh, and it does have a zero entry point, actually. But even this, the sidewalls of it, it, it just, it looks, that part looks more natural. I think that would probably have lent itself better at the other pool where it was all like a lagoon style than, than this, but it is what it is. A um, couple points on this. There is signage posted saying no lifeguard on duty. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. M- we, I don't remember making it to the pool. Okay. We, walked past <laughs> it. we didn't go to the pool. We walked past Well, it. there's okay. a reason why we don't go to the pool, and it's one of the main reasons why you didn't mention yet. There is no bar service at either one of these pools. Nope. You Correct. actually have to walk and get your drinks, and that's kind of turned us off. Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah, this one specifically says no food or drink allowed inside mm-hmm. the pool area. Um, also, if, if my research is correct, it is a saltwater pool rather than a chlorine pool. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm going to say research. I mean, I watched a YouTube video, and that's what the guy said. <laughs> But it does make sense because right underneath where it says no lifeguard on duty, it specifically says don't swallow the water. Well, well I think all the pools say that. Well, they do. They okay. also say if you have the poops, don't go in. Yeah. Well, that's never stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, note to self, don't go swimming with Mikey. <sighs> Doesn't mean it's happened. I just... Uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable again. <laughs> so, um... In the Boulder Ridge area, after you've pooled, uh, you want to, you know, relax in the hot tub area there. Instead of having a set of hot tubs side by side like Copper Creek has got, Boulder Ridge actually has one large hot tub. It, it's, it's, a, it's a big fucking hot tub that probably has the same total volume as, as the other two if you combine them. Um, it's probably one of the bigger hot tubs I've seen on property, what it looks like to me, but I could be making that shit up. <laughs> now other uh, amenities that you can get into while you're down there at Wilderness Lodge they do have a spa uh, on property and it's there it's there yeah. Salon of the Springs now it's not what they call it full service because the hours kind of vary and what they offer kind of varies probably uh, but you know you can you can get your hair cut you can get your hair cut you can get your beard trimmed I wouldn't call it a spa uh, and you get your nails painted. You get your nails painted, and they have the uh, character couture, I believe, there, because they got it's, a makeup stations. It's more like a salon. Yeah, I would call it a salon. No, it, it, I guess. Well, they do, too, when they call it a salon. They, I have heard but. that people confused it thinking it was a saloon, and they went over there looking for a drink. That's <laughs> no, no joke. I mean, it sounds like a joke, but it isn't a joke. I've heard stories that people thought it was a saloon. Oh, it's a shame there's not one. I will also say, though... Well, it looks <laughs> as close as we're going to get to Wandering Oaken's Trading Post yes. and Sauna. Yes. Oh, visually, yes. it, it look out. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it just pick it up, put it in Epcot back there in Arendelle. It'd look fine. Add some snow to it. Shit. Some uh, 
naked Scandinavian people dancing. Or or not. <laughs> or not. He wasn't naked when he was behind the counter. In the play, they were naked dancing. Yes, they were naked In dancing. Musical, they were naked dancing. They had leaves. They had leaves covering the naughty bits. Was that the Higgy? Yes. Higa, yes. Higa. Higa. Yeah. Okay, well, if you don't like my, what I consider a, a spa, um, maybe they've also stretched what Disney calls a health club. No, but they had a decent uh, gym. It was pretty decent. The, yeah, they do have the fitness center, which is called the Sturdy Branches Health Club. <laughs> so instead of uh, getting your muscles needed out in a spa, you can get them, you know, buffed up and tightened. Uh, it does have weights, treadmills, got cycles, it's open 24 hours. Because, you know, some folks just like to get out there and angry work out at 3 a.m. Isn't that the best time to work out? Nope. Angry well, workout. If, if you're getting up to run, I mean, you might Angry workout's the best time to work out, I find. I get, like, my best workout done yes. when I'm angry. Myself and the Goodmans took advantage of the sturdy branches this past trip. Awesome. And there were a lot of Karens in there. I believe it. Yoga pants are a thing. That's like their religion, I think. They would literally do a set of an exercise and then Instagram it. And do another set and then Instagram yes. it. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I love people who are always leave. Instagramming from the gymnasium. Now, uh, rentals, obviously, because it's a resort and it's located uh, near the near the waters. Um, Wilderness Lodge has a marina and offers boat rentals um, as well as fishing excursions through, like Adam mentioned earlier, the Teton boat and bike rental. I will say, though, normally I would encourage folks to go rent the bikes because you can hop on there and cruise all the way down to Fort Wilderness and back. And, and when you get to Fort Wilderness, there's a ton of more trail riding you can do. Right now, the bike rental is closed because they're doing some refurb on it. I'm not sure how much I refurb think you can. Path to Fort Wilderness might be obstructed with all the construction that's going on over in for reflections. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, proceed with care. Should you yes. choose, 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 choose. Should you choose to proceed? Should you choose should, to proceed? Sh should you choose? Mm -hmm. um, you can also lace up your sneakers and hit, you know, the trail down there there is the trail that runs along uh the lake shore if you feel like doing a little woggling <laughs> woggling is after running for a long time <laughs> oh man woggling is how i start running that's that's how i ease into it oh, maybe that's why your feet hurt so bad <laughs> well probably so uh and let's see here I, you've done your your spawn you worked out you rented um you can take a load off and if it's still there i think it is uh, you can hit up the um, registration area, get a hold of a cast member up there, and get yourself a little um, helpful clue sheet to uh, search down the hidden Mickeys that are scattered all over the resort property. More than any other resort, Fort or Wilderness Lodge has so it's 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 a big thing there, hmm. and. Um, if you know they still do it, they they've they've got clue sheets that you know printed off. They can give to you to help you find all of them, and it's, it'd be a super fun way to kill an afternoon. Like if it's too rainy to go to the park or something like mm. that. There's a ton of them indoors or some outside, and it's as simple as you know finding it in the floor 
or cleverly hidden in a painting maybe it, there's a lot there's a lot so that, that that's one of those things i'd probably want to do um people be one of those people walking around with a paper looking for mickeys <laughs> and if that's not enough you can actually get a tour of the lodge um wednesdays and saturdays check your 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 activity schedule uh, they do have the Wonders of the Lodge tour, and it's a pretty interesting way to spend a morning. Um, on the tour, a lodge guide will explore uh, the lodge with you and give you information that not everybody knows, except Adam, apparently. <laughs> In- including facts about many of the displays and art pieces that adorn the walls. Adam, what happened? I don't know. What happened, Mikey? <laughs> you caught it in your hand. That's what happened. <laughs> See, that or spray my whole computer. So. <laughs> oh, I've been a victim of that before with some pumpkins, so. <laughs> uh, now, uh, lastly, but not quite lastly, because I, I do notes, uh, and and th- this cracked me up. Okay, every resort's got an arcade, right? Yeah. Yes. From the much. big ones to the small ones. Doesn't matter how much you're paying per night. There's going to be an arcade oh, wait. somewhere. You know, I Maybe don't not. think the... No, I don't think... Well, Bay Lake didn't have a... Bay Lake doesn't have one anymore. I don't know if the contemporary it. does. It's okay. contemporary. Yeah. Uh, not the, arc- the DVCs have one. Okay. Well, the, 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 the arcade here... Okay, uh-huh. you know... What Disney Resort wouldn't would be complete without a way to let your kids spend even more of your money? All right, so the Buttons and Bells Arcade, which is near the Mercantile Shop, uh, is actually, in my looking at this, one of the smallest and lowest tech arcades I've ever seen on Disney property. Yeah, we passed by it. Mm-hmm. It is it is not big compared no. to other arcades. It's like a hallway, um, and. A lot of the games look like they are 10, 15 years old. Yeah. And the carpet is straight up 1980s commercial office carpet. Which actually, I want to say this goes even deeper into good job Imagineers and (laughs) architects because it actually looks like every other arcade I've been to when I've gone into a state park that has cabins and stuff for rent and they got like the, <laughs> Wait, the activity it, center. But did it have that smell? Yeah, I probably did. Well, I mean, I've never been to this arcade uh, at Wilderness Lodge. I don't know, but I, I would assume it does. I mean, they've got pinball machines, which you don't normally find in some of the bigger arcades. Everything wants to be all flashy and glitzy and stuff like that. And it just... I, I swear, I, I, I want to say I saw one of the uh, original Simpsons four-player um, arcade oh, wow. cabinets in there. Probably. It was... Well, Simpsons are canon now, so... This <laughs> is an officially yes. Disney-licensed arcade game, huh? There you go. Uh, other quick things. Like I said, be sure to check out the activities guide to see what else is happening when you're there. Um, because they do kind of make it feel like you're at camp or, you know... Um, in a, a state park kind of thing. They do have an activities guide. Uh, you can expect to see stuff like, you know, crafts time, uh, some cookie making where you're decorating sugar cookies, making uh, tie-dye shirts and stuff like that. And sometimes they do duck races where you take a little rubber ducky and drop it in the, the creek outside. So um, is that like poo sticks? 
It is a lot like poo sticks, Adam. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think there's a bridge involved. <laughs> or poo. Unless you're in the pool with me, apparently. Aww. And uh, obviously, you'll have movies and the s'mores and the fire and the marshmallows. And you do get a great spot to view the electrical water pageant as it comes by. Um, you'll find all of that information in those guides that you can pick up. It's kind of like a personal navigator. But I, I think most resorts have like a little activity yeah. calendar thing. Or Especially if they're DVC resorts. Okay. Now, that's some of the amenities now this is also uh, a resort that's located on the waterfront so you know there's, there's a couple of transportation options here to get around if you're heading around heading out heading out in the boot obviously you know you can do minivans or you can uber or you can lift or you know whatever your preferred um rideshare service is but disney offers buses like to be everywhere else <laughs> <laughs> the bus stops at Wilderness Lodge, um, they're kind of located between the lodge and the villas on the same side of the resort as the front door. So if you walk out the lobby and through the exit next to the mercantile, which I think I've said two different ways now. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you turn, yes, right, you turn right and you'll walk down a covered walkway to the bus stops, of which there are three. Bus stop one will take you to Magic Kingdom or Fort Wilderness. Bus stop two will take you to Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Blizzard Beach. And then the third stop um, handles Hollywood Studios. Uh, <laughs> here's how old my notes are. Hollywood Studios, Downtown Disney, or Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, or well, Disney Springs. did stop direct bus service to the water parks? I don't think so. I thought they did. It's certain times of the year they do. I mean, I wouldn't expect it right now. No, right now, like, usually the water right parks now, the water will stop are closed. Yeah, both water parks are closed. Because it's like 30 degrees in Florida. Yeah. Right now. Once for renovation, once for weather. So, yeah, it, it, you know, one of the one of the few resorts where you have three stops, I guess. Most of them, you just have the one, right? And you sit there and wait for your bus to show up. Mm-hmm. And you wait, and you wait. And then we're not going to talk about the ECV. So... <laughs> If you don't want to wait on a bus, you can take a boat to two places. Mm-mm. Well, there's two different boats. Yes. Yes. Okay. You can have boat launches that leave from the Wilderness Lodge boat dock, which is uh, located past the uh, Springs Pool and to the left of Fire Rock. There's a wooden pathway off there, and you just get on that and go to the boat dock. I mean, honestly, you should be able to find a boat dock. If you can... Walk toward the water, you'll find the boat dock. Maybe. It's a little confusing. Then follow my instructions, which obviously were not confusing at all. Because um, it's one of the only resorts that kind of almost have bridges that lead to everywhere. And that's the best way I can describe their walkways, is that they're they're little bridges. They're like, yeah, because they walk over like a little swampy type area. And you can, you can walk down one and end up by the Someplace pool. totally different. <laughs> yeah. You can walk up one and end by, by the cabins. You can walk down one and end up by the, the docks. It's yeah. it, it can get a little confusing if you're not paying though, attention. So. And if you had a few drinks. So you got two different boat launches down here. And they're marked by, well, I mean, flags. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, just, it's to be simple. Um, 
You have two different colored flags, red and blue, and boats leaving from the Wilderness Lodge can have either one of them. Red flag boats will go to the Magic Kingdom, and they usually start operating a half hour before Magic Kingdom opens until about a half hour after Magic Kingdom closes. Blue flag boats will take you to either Fort Wilderness or the Contemporary Resort, and they run uh, from around a quarter to seven in the morning until as late as 8.30, or I'm sorry, 11.30 at night. So if you were hanging out at Fort Wilderness doing Chippendales, you could still hop on the boat and get back to uh, Wilderness Lodge. Although sometimes if you are getting to the boat dock and there's like nobody else there and a boat comes, the dock attendant will ask you, where are you going? Tell Magic Kingdom, yeah, get on this boat, we'll take you there. Mm Mm-hmm. Which happened happened to us this past trip? They're kind of laid back. They they're not super strict. I mean, yeah. if you listen, they're there for what eight hours running a boat, whether you're on it or not. So at the very least, if they take you somewhere, even, they can. I don't even up. think the boat captains are on for that long. They rotate them out fairly quickly. Really? Yeah, they're they're they, they, constantly yeah, rotating. They're constantly out. rotating the boat oh, captains. Well, they may rotate and do other jobs, but I, they don't they don't captain the boat. For oh, like okay. Hours. Well, listen, if if I would rather be driving it than be parking it and waiting for someone to show up. Otherwise, your your engine's running, you're wasting fuel. Yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that's that's about all. Did I miss anything that you guys saw while you were down there? Because there's, I mean, most everything else is typical of other DVC level resorts where you can do the DVC yeah. activities, mm-hmm. big ass chessboard. You know, Connect Four that's five feet tall. You know, yeah. shit like that. Do they, they have the marshmallows there too? Yes. Yeah, the s'mores. Yeah, um, you get the you can roast them. Trying to think. That's not, yeah, I don't think so. We didn't really hang out. I mean, except for like the eats and the drinks, we didn't really do much. Yeah, because we were stupid and running too much. I would mention there is that back trail Segway tour you can do, but I think it leaves from Fort Wilderness and heads towards Wilderness Lodge down the trail and, and loops back. But with construction going on for reflections, who knows if yeah. that's even still a thing. Well, or maybe you actually get to go into the wilderness yeah. on your off-road Segway instead of just off-road. cruising on the sidewalk with headphones on. <laughs> but... Anyway, so that sounds like uh, a '90s a '90s uh, alternative song, cruising on the sidewalk with my headphones on. <laughs> kind of does. It, it, it could have been, and we could put Paul Blarton for the video, I guess. Yeah. Kevin James isn't doing much these days. Could have been. Could have been done by Beck. It really huh. could have. And you, yeah. Well, Tim, Mr. Chatty Kathy, there. Hey, uh, <laughs> I've I've covered what you can do um, with. An all-ages type of uh, crew. What can you do down there with maybe a little more grown-up? So do we want to talk Eats' first or Drinks' first? Well, I mean, we could talk Eats' first. Let's talk and, Eats' and first. Let's, go, let's first. go from the bottom and work our way up. Okay, I like that idea. Sounds like a plan. So first up, we have their quick service offerings, which is the Roaring Fork, which is in the main building. And for breakfast, you have your breakfast platters, a breakfast flatbread, which is sausage gravy, chopped bacon, western-style eggs, and cheddar cheese. Now, this is something that they're 
kind of known for. We didn't get a chance to sample it. I think next time we may have to go over there and sample it. It's their 10-hour pulled pork cheese grits. Ooh. Ooh. I, I've, I have grown to become quite a lover of, of grits, even the ones I never liked before because I thought they were garbage. I, I try to get grits whenever I can if they're on my, my diet. And that serves with apple barbecue sauce and a poached egg. Ooh. That sounds really Damn. good. Yeah. And listen... Well, Why I'll was get, I'll this? Get the, Why didn't I eat this? It's Roaring Fork. Oh, this is where the really nice lady was with the coffee. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We stayed. We had the opportunity to stay at the Cascade Cabins this past trip, and our cabin was literally right outside their smoker. Oh, it was awful. It was so, so every bad. morning when we were getting up to go to the races, they were smoking already. And it just filled the whole area with this wonderful smoky smell, and I was, it was making us so hungry. And we did unfortunately didn't get a chance to sample any of it. But at Roaring Fork, you also have your usual quick service Disney dining pastries and cereals, juices, milk, coffee, etc. For lunch, they offer well for lunch and dinner they offer a Western flatbread, which is sausage, pepperoni, tomato sauce, and mozzarella. I don't know how that's considered Western, but Pulled sausage. pork sandwiches. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. maybe sausage. Breakfast sausage, I guess. I don't know. Pulled pork sandwiches, smoked turkey sandwich, salads, french fries, house-made potato chips, which looked amazing. And I wanted to get some, but we never got a chance to. And coleslaw. It's also one of the quick services that does the late-night dining. And that's open until midnight. And you get your, you can get the Western flatbread, Mickey bars, Ice cream, pastries, baby bell cheeses, yogurts, fruits, and vegetables, and your um, refillable mug. Will somebody say cheese? (laughs) Baby bell cheese. I don't like them. It's too much work to get to my cheese. Too much fucking work to open up a baby bell and get to my cheese. Yeah, you gotta open up that wax seal. Not even gonna lie, I've been known to chew it through that and spit the wax out. Oh. Oh, like God. a sunflower seed. Well, like one of those, um, when we were kids, the wax things with the juice in them. The yeah, the little bottles, the, the lip soda bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So let's move on to Whispering Canyon, which I hear is very, well, very nice. I, I've never been there, allegedly. It always makes my short list. Hmm. I've never it been. Does. And for breakfast, I mean, every service you do, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you can get skillets. You can get choices of omelets for breakfast, uh, eggs benedict, pancakes, eggs, waffles. For lunch, you can also get your um, skillets, but you also get your normal burgers and chicken sandwiches and turkey sandwiches, stuff like that. Dinner is where it's at, because dinner is, they offer their really good platters. They also offer, like, Burt Ends nachos, um, Maple chipotle barbecue braised jackfruit dip, whatever that is. If you're into like healthy eating, I guess. <laughs> or jackfruit. I don't think a jackfruit's healthy. That's that's probably. It doesn't a... sound like it would be. No. But allegedly, we've gone a couple times and we've done the platters. You got to do the platters because it's family served, family style, all you care to enjoy. It's not that expensive. Nope. I hear the cornbread's good. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> But you have different um, platters. You can do the traditional, which is oak smoked mustard barbecued beef brisket, maple chipotle pork ribs, slow smoked pulled pork, citrus herb chicken, western style sausage, 
smashed potatoes, buttered corn, and sauteed green beans. The Land and Sea, which um, adds salmon, a vegan sausage, mm. mushrooms, barbecued cauliflower, and oven-roasted carrots. You also have the pig, which is basically all different styles of cooked pork, and a plant-based, which nobody cares about that. Mm-mm. If you don't want to do the platters, you can do main entrees, which have a char-crusted New York strip, cedar plank salmon, or pan-fried quinoa cakes. Mm-mm. Nope. Quinoa. Mm-mm. No. Quinoa cake sounds... No. Yeah. Just no. And if anybody has never been to the Whispering Canyon, they're known for their shenanigans. There for they're... a hot minute, they were talking about cutting it out. Well, they did for a hot minute, and they brought it back. And then I made a shirt about it, and it... Now it's, you know, did not age well. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> that did not age well. But we had, I mean, you can go there and you can find grown women dancing with a hobby horse. Riding Other grown adults horse. making ketchup pyramids, allegedly. Pissing off Karens. Pissing off Karens. Taking photographs with your weight server, your weight staff. Yeah. It's a good time. So let's go a little bit more adultish. If you will. Well, Ish. it used to be adultish, but it's now storybook dining. At I'm kind of looking forward to doing this. Well, you can tell me how it is. <laughs> because Artist Point used to be signature dining, but now it's character dining. Still worth two credits on a Disney dining plan, I think. Stink, I think so right. it's now a Snow White themed dinner. I, I do would love to check I would love to check out the theming because they added like trees inside to make it look like you're in Snow White's forest. Jimmy, you're uh, it's a typical Disney menu. You got a grilled pork shank, uh, land and sea, which is uh, charred barbecue pork, clams, daikon noodles, spring onion, chimichurri. Royal Prime Rib Roast, Brothers Grim Roasted Chicken, mm-hmm. or Bashful's Butter Poached Sustainable Fish. I mean, it, it seems to be that they just dumbed it down and now it's just, you know, character dining. You get I'm looking forward to it. So-so food with pictures of characters. Kind of I like, heard the food uh, was decent, though. I didn't hear, like... I haven't heard anything really awful about it. I heard it, it might not be worth the price, but I heard, I didn't hear anything, like, truly bad. It is, $60 per for each adult. And kids are $39, they just three to nine. I don't know. We'll have to wait for Adam's review. Yes. yes. So right outside Artist Point is Territory Lounge. Now we're you, talking. Now we're talking because we're getting into the drinky drinks now. And you can also get some food there. You can get some small plates of mushroom bisque, uh, Oregon Chardonnay Fondue, some nachos, little neck clams, some bao buns, marinated olives and marcona almonds, crispy Asian chicken wings, mm. and a charcuterie plate, or pork sliders. That menu is kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's typical like lounge menu, and just like snacky finger food type stuff. It's, it's also interesting to note that you can get some desserts. You can get a cobbler or a vanilla bean creme brulee. And of course, it's a full-service bar, which this bar was my first taste of bourbon, or I had to actually at this bar. Yes. And unfortunately, it was Maker's Mark, but 
I've since learned and grown. We've all been there. We've all been there. It ain't like you were chugging bitters. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I can honestly say I've never done that. So one of the places that we've actually had a chance to finally get to go see was Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Which is, it's it's kind of cool the way it's set up. It's because it's right there on the water right next to the Geyser. And it's an, old, it's an open bar. It's It's... Open air bar. Sorry, not open bar. Open air bar. Yeah, I wish it was an open bar. <laughs> I wish it was an open bar. A full full bar. They also have food. They have uh, charcuterie, edamame, chicken wings, fried oysters, barbecue brisket, steak sandwich, burgers, fish and chips. You know, typical like pub style food. But they also have a Roomba. Roomba is their resident duck. That he hangs out at Geyser Point. And he and eats whatever falls in the floor. No, no, no. no. He's, he's smart. Than that. He's a smart duck. He he can differ, differentiate the angle of your hand, and where, if it's got food in your hand, if you're holding it like kind of up, he knows it's not for him, and he'll leave you alone. But if you let your hand drop at a certain angle, he'll come and take that food right out of your hand. <laughs> That's why they call him Roomba. Now, I thought you weren't allowed to feed any of the birds on Disney property. You're not technically allowed to, but they kind of adopted him at Geyser Point. Allegedly. So, um, did did you happen to feed the room? No. no. We did not feed the room. <laughs> we were. I, this was after running, so we were all hungry. I was going to say, I, I too don't share with waterfowl. This was this was hunger at this point. This was, oh, we ate at 3 o'clock in the morning. We might have had a bagel. This was, <laughs> that little fucker gets too close. He's on the menu. That's yes. what this first is. Time, the first time we went out to Geyser Point, we got there. It was like 10 after 10, and they weren't open yet. So we literally sat outside. on the uh, Right outside of Geyser Point, they have benches and tables that overlook the lake or the lagoon and they're supposed to have cushions on them but because we got there early there was no cushions on them and it's actually a picture of Jen sitting on the bare wooden chair but we were sitting there for like 45 minutes while we were waiting for them to open so we can go have some damn lunch and then we we just the next time we went over there we just had drinks with the uh, frappuccinos mm-hmm. uh, I love the frappuccinos frappuccinos are awesome and one of the other ways that you can eat that we kind of appreciated and we made use of is all, well, not all throughout, but where the cabins are, they have some gazebos that have Viking grills in them. Oh, okay. Viking barbecue grills. And we made use of those. James had cooked some steaks one night and we made baked potatoes and veggies. Because listen, we were running, so we were trying not to eat out as... We were trying to avoid eating the crap. That eating Disney the crap cr- and staying up late with a dinner reservation. We had to get up early, so we were eating early bird specials in the room. <laughs> you know, what you got? You got furs, cafeteria, or something like that. Get the old Denny's early bird special. AARP card. AARP <laughs> card, 50% off. <laughs> No, yeah, having um, access to one of those grills is kind of a game changer for a lot of things because you, you just, yeah, you could you probably got an oven and a stove in your room, but if you go outside and cook, you still feel like you're on vacation. If you're cooking in the kitchen of your resort room, it doesn't really feel vacationy. 
to me. Yeah, it, it still it still felt vacationy because we cooked a few times, and that was it. We only used the grills once. And then every, the other three or four nights we cooked inside. It still was vacationy, but it's a good option to have if you want to grill out. It's a good option to have, and I, a handful of the uh, deluxe resorts have them. Almost all, all the them. ones with DVC has have them. Uh, Bay Lake doesn't have them. Um, they may. We didn't really explore. I know Polly has them. Polly has them. I don't know if Grand Viridium has them. We didn't really explore there either, but I, I'm I pretty sure they do. I don't think Animal Kingdom has them. No, I, I that would probably be almost definitely because they don't have much outside area anyway. Right. Yeah. And that's that's about it as far as drinks and foods is. Now, as far as the DVC. Boulder Ridge Villas was originally the villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and that opened in November of 2000. And for there, you have studios, one bedroom, two bedroom, and two bedroom lockouts. So it's basically the two bedroom lockouts is basically a one bedroom with a a studio with the door that connects the two. And for when Copper Creek opened in 2017. The villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge became Boulder Ridge Villas. And Copper Creek has 158 rooms from the south wing of the original building. It will converted to DVC units, which consists of studios, one bedroom, two bedroom, two bedroom lockouts, and three bedroom grand villas. And you also have 26 of the Cascade cabins. That's right on the water's edge, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like the poly bungalows. Yeah, but but better. <laughs> well, I, we, I, we've never been in the poly bungalows, but I do really love the Cascade cabins. Um, the way they're set up, the amenities they have. That hot tub was clutch for running. Mm-hmm. And watching and, the fireworks. Yes, because they will. They have a little speakers outside the patio that you can turn the volume up, and you can hear the fireworks for happily ever after. You can hear the music. And when they're not playing that throughout the rest of the day, they're playing the soundtrack to Wilderness Lodge. Oh, okay. So, funny story. The the night after the full, Jen and I had stayed up and we kept drinking and we were hanging out in the hot tub. And we watched Happily Ever After. And then we were getting ready to go to bed and we turned the music off. But music is still playing. And I'm like... I guess maybe something's wrong. Maybe we broke the speaker. But because the volume wasn't changing. But then we realized it was actually the water pageant. The electric water pageant was going by. And it was so loud that it sounded like it was coming from the speakers on the patio. But it wasn't. It was coming from the floats of the actual parade. It just made us feel kind of funny. And it does, you know, if you're in those um, those cabins, it, it's right there in front of you, right? Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's, it was actually off to the right of the island. Because we the way we were, we were right in front of the island that it separates Wilderness Lodge from Bay Lake. And it's kind of like, like a two-way traffic divider for the boats. And then off to the right-hand side was where the... What a pageant! Was okay. Passing through. Okay. It was it was a good ways away, but it was loud enough to where we thought music was coming through the speakers. 
I don't know, hit it again, maybe it'll go off. <laughs> That's what we were doing. We were drunk. Jen and, Jen and I were drunk. It's a wonder you didn't drown. It was, was kind of hard to drown in two feet of water. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Come on. It's got to try hard, but it, it can be done. Anything well, can be good on if you try hard enough. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys think that maybe... Is there anything missing there that you would like to see that isn't already at Wilderness Lodge? Bar service at the pool? Yeah, bar service at the pool. Okay. That bothers me a lot. I yeah. mean, for a deluxe resort and a deluxe hotel, like, bar service at the pool is clutch. Because I just want to sit... I don't always want to swim. I just want to sit and drink. Yeah. And the Grand Float bar service is right there. Right. Well, but uh, and they all, Grand Float also had waiters that came around. Yes. Where Animal. you Where you can't get any bar service at the pool. You actually have to walk out of the pool area to get to the bar. So I, I think that's kind of a mess. Yeah. Because Kidani has a pool bar. Bay Lake has a pool bar. All-Star Sports, the pool bar. Yeah. You know? It's true. I can see that being a uh, being a miss, a pretty big miss on Disney's part. Um, when I was going through looking at the just the, the the activities and things you could do and, and seeing that they've, you know, got the the duck races and, and Adam talking about how, um, you know, Leopold Longbottoms or whatever his name was <laughs> was 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 panning for gold. It seems like this would be an opportune place to have a little sluice where you could uh, do a, a little mock panning for gold. You know, f- with with kids or something like that. It just seems like that may have been a missed opportunity for a little side activity where the kids buy like a you know you know like a five or ten dollar bag of dirt that'll have some gemstones in it and you you know you you pan for it and see what's in there i I have a jar of dirt (laughs) (laughs) i i think that would be something that i mean they do that kind of stuff granted this is you know the the ozarks and hillbilly country but (laughs) they do stuff like that at the theme parks down here and kids eat it up but this is i don't know if it makes sense in florida well, uh, but the thing is, your resort isn't in Florida. Your mm. resort is the Pacific Northwest, and you have a whole pool and story True. built around, you know, panning for gold. So, but he didn't find I, no gold. Well, no, he found a hole <laughs> that he made. No one found him, though. No. I, I just think, if, with that being part of the backstory, that I, I think playing up the, the, the pioneer and, and the gold painting, the gold rush thing, you know, play it up a little more, even with activities for the kids, scavenger hunt things or whatever. That could be, you know, a, a way to plus this resort. Because uh, first off, it's already a beautiful resort all the way around. You, you do feel like even when you turn off the road um, to get there, you go underneath this large entrance I guess it's not really a gate, but you know, it's like an arch that goes across the road. You go through it and it winds around and you feel cut off and because you're supposed to it. I don't know. I, I think, I think, Hey Disney, let's have some, uh, some, some gold mining up there. Some expeditions. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just think, 
I I'll volunteer to do this shit. I don't care. <laughs> I have a question. And it's honest at this point. Do you think Disney got away from doing all this stuff in the hotels and the resorts because they want people more in their parks? I don't know. I just think it was easier just to not mm -hmm. not have it. I mean, if, if it's not there, you can't miss it. True. And whether they're in the parks or they're... It's, it's a fine line they have to walk because you want your resort to entice people to stay there and spend the money over a less expensive room to go to a specific resort or to, to buy DVC points. So you want to have enough stuff to offer them, but at the same time, you know, if they're in the parks, they're going to spend money there as well. So it, it's... It's a, you know, it's it's a line you gotta walk. Um, like, I wouldn't expect any of this stuff out of a a value resort, by any means. Alright. And also, it is kind of weird, because this, this resort is not the oldest by far, and it's not the newest. So, smack dab in the middle, uh, as far as timeline-wise, building new resorts. And it's the only resort that has the story. So, it's like, they tried it, and then they didn't do it again. Well, I mean, there might be other resorts that have a story that we didn't just do the research on. I guarantee you the one Rody's working on has a story. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, without Boom. a doubt. Talking about the new island? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Grand Flow, the only story Grand Flow has is just themed after the resorts that the Rockefellers used to come down in, in Central Florida. It's... Ooh. But it's still a theme. It's still a theme, but there's no real story behind it, like like the Wilder's Lodge has. Yeah, but none of us knew about that story until I researched it. Yeah, but I mean, we've done we've done the Poly, we've done Grand Flow already, and that didn't come up when we did well, those. Well, I mean, the Poly, the Grand Flow, and Contemporary are not gonna. They didn't need those stories yet. I mean, I I don't the Poly and Poly was in Contemporary the original resorts. So I don't think they were thinking about giving the hotels actual story. I don't think they were looking at it as an extension of the parks back then. This probably came as a result of uh, Eisner, you know, throwing out his whole decade, mm -hmm. decade of Disney thing or Disney decade thing. And, and they were, they, you know, make a story. You can make the park, uh, ha give it some depth and folks are going to want to come experience that story, except... I guess they didn't because I didn't know it had one. Oh hell, I think even Hilton Head Island has a story behind it. Does it? I think. It's got a tour. <laughs> I like the story behind um this particular resort, Wilderness Lodge. I do too. I thought yeah. it was kinda cool when I was reading it. It's kinda cool. It's a great resort. It's one of my favorites. Well, I've only ever been to uh Wilderness Lodge to allegedly partake in the uh, food and shenanigans at Whispering Kenanigans. <laughs> and uh, I may or may not have snuck away and, and later been found at the Territory Lounge with another sheeter. Uh-oh. Um, but I don't want to implicate anybody, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that didn't happen. No way you can prove it. Except you just kind of said you did it. It's all hearsay. Allegedly, allegedly. Yes, that's right. Don't think it's hearsay if you're the one who said you participated. It, nope. 
Nope, I was speaking in the third person. <laughs> because there was three people involved. But as I said before, um, I love the architecture here because I, I'm a sucker for anything that looks like a log cabin out in the woods. And it, it just does look like your Bass Pro, Cabela's, Gander Mountain, just, you know, any of that. Out, outdoor world. Yeah, any of that stuff. That's what you think of when you walk in there. But there's no one trying to sell you a timeshare um, as soon as you walk in. It, it's a beautiful resort. The grounds are, are, are great because instead of a lot of your other resorts where they just basically did a little landscaping and plant some trees and roll with it, so much of this is that, you know, concrete rock like you find um, in the animal enclosures at Animal Kingdom, you know. So it's, it's a lot of work went into this, crafting the story, creating a geyser, um, explaining why there's a pool here. <laughs> this is a lot of work went into this resort that and they I, did it yeah and well it took them five years to just put a, a shovel in the ground so it, it shows and not knowing all of that Adam I, I feel like I need to go here again just to take advantage of all that and and really experience it so I'm I'm glad we did this on uh, Wilderness Lodge this was very informative guys yeah I liked it. I thought I, it was kind of cool. I thought the story was was pretty cool. Hearing about I am the full blown ready for the, a movie about Wilderness Lodge now. Like the only resort to get its own movie, and it would work, and people would probably go there more. I mean, starring uh, Steve Gutenberg. No, it would no, have no, to no, be, no, 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 no. Because you know, star, <laughs> it, it needs to star, star The Rock. This will be the sequel the to um, Race to Witch Mountain. No, this will be the sequel to the new one, to Jungle, Jungle Cruise? Cruise. Jungle Cruise, yes. I think your timeline may have some flaws. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't care. That's what I want. Steve, Steve Martin and Martin Short. I could see. Actually, probably be like, you know, fucking Chris Pratt and Star Spider-Man. Whatever Holland. his name is. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. So as we as we wrap things up, um, let's get into some 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 closing remarks. We've talked about the resort ad nauseum, and uh, I think you know, I think it's I. Right. I'm glad to get this. Uh, you know what? I am glad to actually get a chance to record both of you guys for the first Look time in forever. Fruit. Yeah, it's been a while. It has it's been a while. <laughs> Tim, won't you won't you cl- give give us some some closers here? We are seven months out to BFF, so six-month window is coming up soon, so look out for some more announcements to be made, some more events that are going to be happening, maybe. Just pay attention to the posts, pay attention to the page. Posty pages, pagey posters. Yep, pagey posties, posties page. Get your, if you want to get in on BFF, get your... Reservations in now because spots are filling up and we don't have that many left. So, and it is uh, past hors d'oeuvres and oh, open bar. bar and fireworks. We don't know which fireworks. Yeah, they could be harmonious. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know which. Whatever it is, it's going to be great because we're going to be dressed like the uh, Roaring Twenties. Yep, in our own little private peninsula in World Shows. Excuse me again. Holy shit. That was a private peninsula. That was a private peninsula. 
not private enough for my taste. <laughs> I'm, sharing my, talk I'm sharing my peninsula with all y'all now. <laughs> That's that. That is phallic. <laughs> Look at my Florida panhandle. Oh, wait. That's not a peninsula. Never That's mind. That's an it's udder. A, it's, a, it's a balsa. Yeah, it is. Give, give it a tug. See what comes out. Um, Adam, you got remarks that want to close us? <laughs> well, we got Princess literally right around the corner. Some 20 some odd days away at this point, probably in the teens when this posts. So let us know if you're going to be down. There are a few. I think there's one dinner that there are still spots for. No, it's a lunch. I'm lying. There's one lunch that there are still spots for. So if you're interested in going, check out the events page and let us know. I think we have four or five, three or four. I don't know. I've been drinking. It's pretty. Anyway, we look forward to seeing you all down there soon. Thank you to everybody who's been getting the uh, Princess Running or Princess Weekend shirt from uh, Magical Meltdown via Public. That's been really popular. I do want to also point out, um, be paying attention because there is a, a collectible coin chip for this event that you're going to find uh, Adam or Jennifer Goodman or maybe Stephanie... And you can have them uh, get one to you. So you want to be paying attention. Also, I am sending my wife down there with a shitload of Magical Meltdown business cards. Because <laughs> people are always still, asking. You still always forget. I know. I said, I'll send them down with you, but you'll still forget to give them out. Yeah, this guy right have, here. Yeah, we, still, <laughs> we still have some from B, BSB. That... <laughs> All right. Good show. I feel very uh, wildernessy now. I feel very um, informed. Kind of disappointed that I can't get a massage at the salon, but I could probably get a scalp massage. So, mm-hmm. if they cut the hair, maybe they will do the the washing of the hair. And that's, they never looked yeah. really busy. Anytime I walked past it, every time I walked past it, they seemed to be closed. Yeah, there was I that too. Yeah. In there. And oddly enough, there's also a bathroom right there too. Hey, in that same building, I get a massage in a bathroom, probably for the same price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, one of them rub down tug jobs. Don't oh, know. Happy ending. Speaking of endings, Tim. Speaking of endings, as we end this show, I want to thank each and every one of you for adulting with us tonight at Disney. And remember, this isn't a goodbye. It's a see you real soon. Good night, everyone. Good night. Ciao. And thank you.